Every day I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby. And Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean. Just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews, and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast. Uh, welcome to the show. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah Frazier along with AJ on the mic. And today is a very special day. We're testing something new. Yes. I mean, it's been in the works for a long time, but we're finally here. We're finally here. I think we've been teasing this and you guys have heard, but we wanted to create a podcast annex. Okay. So normally Monday and Wednesdays, we podcast out of Podcast Village. They're amazing in Georgetown. We love everybody, Charlie and Oscar and Shannon, Brittany, the whole crew, right? We love them. So, but then we want to create more content. We want to do a, um, a Patreon page eventually. We almost want to be able at some point, we're, we're kind of experimenting. Maybe even doing like a 30-minute show four days a week and then giving you longer Patreon. I don't know. You know, and you guys can always email us. It's Sarah at HeyFrage.com. Um, AJ on the mic. You can follow her on Instagram and DM us. That's what somebody did today with Pineapple Mail because on Mondays we always do Pineapple yes. Mail. 
That's like every, all of your feedback, all of your thoughts. If you have questions, if you need advice, you can always hit us up. So anyhow, we are playing around with this. Today, we wanted to to show you behind the scenes of this podcast annex studio that we are working on. And it's very girly, don't you think? I mean, yeah, but that's our whole vibe, right? We're very girly. We have the lips. We have pink. I love it. Little middle finger. Little middle finger. It looks so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I love it. We've been work- We chose this color. Really? I don't know. We pickled just, like, ginger. Pickled ginger. So to describe it for you, because, I mean, of course, you can watch us on YouTube. So the show is on YouTube. Monday and Wednesdays, we put out new episodes, 1230 p.m. But if you're looking right now, it's pickled ginger on the wall. Then you picked out these beautiful gold frames from Wayfair. I love them. Yeah, they're like open 3D framed shelves. Gorgeous. We have like some Hey Frage things. We have our lip stuff. People are, we're going to do a behind the scenes video for our vlog of what went into this studio. But right now people are just seeing what? They're not even seeing the neon lips, right? The neon lips. Oh, you can see the neon lips. Oh, you can? Yeah. Oh, very cool. In the video, oh, you, you can't see, see the painted from right. your friend Lucy. Exactly. Got it. Got it. Okay. So we love lips. You know, we talk for a living. Um, and, you know, it's really from our lips to your earphones to your face. <laughs> And then hopefully, you know, viral for the right reasons. Because let me tell you, I've gone viral for the wrong. For and the it really wrong. sucks. Yeah, the internet is out for you. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about. AJ and I went to a, an event last night. I loved it. I wanted to ask you a follow-up question because the big question of the night was the question of why. Why are you doing what you're doing? I feel like that's a big buzz question right now. Why? What's your why? What's your why? Yeah, what's your passion and why is it your passion? And why do you do what you do? I want to talk about that. Then um, we, you know, it said that we were going to peel the curtain back more. And, you know, to tell people, like, we are trying to create a huge national brand. Like, have a big talk show. AJ is going to be on SNL. You know, Paul Wharton, we want to have on more. He's building a lifestyle brand, sort of. Uh, (laughs) I mean, we think, right? He definitely is doing something. I mean, he was in the Hamptons this weekend. So, you know, he's just... Yes. Yes. When I called him and told him, I was like, you know, we were working on pitching like a bigger talk show and having right. Paul as one of the characters. And I was like, you know, we're going to feature you and your lifestyle brand. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, okay, but what are you working on? fantastic, sweetie. Yes. yes. Count me in. Count me in, sweetie. Yes. We're like, all right, so what day can you come in? Oh, no, sweetie. I'm in the Hamptons now, so sweetie, I can. I'll have to Skype, sweetie. Okay. Now, do you have any new products out aside from Aunt Vera's candle? Uh, no, sweetie. No. Okay. Anyhow, so, you know, I want to ask you your power of why, and then just to peel back the curtain, like right now, the way that we fund this podcast is through advertisers. We have amazing advertisers, Third Love Bra, Advantage Financial, Progression Salon, um, you know, you name it, Cryotherapy Advantage, Total Dental Care. We've had some amazing sponsors, okay? But the reality is we're not always everyone's cup of tea. You're not always everyone's fit, right? Yes, yes, that does happen. And to be fair, a a sponsor who will go unannounced, we decided actually this spring that we were not going to work with because we did not like how they were handling customers all right i remember that so it works both ways right Right. but then we got some customer feedback that essentially a client said they didn't want to work with us because we were quote not polished enough i want to know what you think that means i it's like it's like were they what do you think light you can be and you can totally say you're be like because i said to dan i was like okay they're basically saying that we're too much like that we're too like raunchy i think that's what that means but maybe i'm really sensitive because i still strat like straddle that thing because as you know i would do the show without my shirt on like i would do the show without my shirt on (laughs) oh no yeah but i think that's i think calling someone's brand not polished enough is a little bit harsh i would have gone with um you know well i also like to 
you know, beat around the bush a little bit. So I would be like, you know what? I just don't think our brands match up. You know, we are really looking for this type of image. But, you know, but, to, but to say that somebody's not polished enough, what we sound like trash on the street. I We're know. Not polished. Have you seen our pictures? Yeah. What like, more do you we want? Look, we look fine. We're not completely we fucking face tuned with the best face, of them. Exactly. What do you want? We yes. Use Photoshop. We know how to edit. So to say not polished enough is a little bit harsh for me. But at the end of the day, no harm, no foul. Obviously, it wasn't going to work out. And we move on to the next and better thing. Dan thought that it meant that we just weren't at a big enough level yet. And I'm like, really? What does that mean? He just means he's like, it just means you're unrefined. Your brand hasn't fully like developed. That's what he unrefined. thought it meant. Unrefined. Yeah, I That's know. I'm even like more harsh. We're throwing around a lot of words here. I know. He's like, you're just like a diamond in the rough, is what they're a telling you. A diamond in the rough. Excuse me. What? We've been at this for ten years. A diamond in the rough. We both have degrees in this shit. How many more drills and polish <laughs> machines can we get out here? Okay, we're doing shows night and day. We're doing vlogs. What else do you want? You know, what? a I diamond thought, in the rough. I thought our last live show. I thought we were diamonds. I thought we were diamonds in the sky and the expensive ones. You know, not cubic zirconium. Thank you. When Chase came out, when Dirty Dean came when out. <laughs> okay. When the strippers took the stage, you knew that show. I mean, was that was polished. a polished act. Yes, thank you. Uh, it was clean as a whistle. I would love to know what you guys listening and watching, what does your brand is not polished mean? It's like, okay, we won't take it in a bad way, in a negative way. I'm really actually getting at a good place where I don't take things personally right, anymore. Right. Because again, it works both ways. And and this is the thing that I keep saying on this show is now with podcast advertising, we are trusting you guys. We are asking you, hey, support this show, support having people on like Paul, hopefully Danny Starr. I know a lot of people want her back on the show. Like we have to pay those people. I have to pay you. You know, I have to pay myself. Like This is a full time. We are making this into our own talk show and brand you know, and growing it beyond the D.C. area. 100%. So in order to do that, you have to frequent our sponsors. Come to our shows. Pay for the show. You know, and you guys always rise to the occasion. So I also feel now a great responsibility that we can't just take on any advertiser. Right. Any Joe Schmo off the street. We can't because we don't support them and we want to support only people. Like people that we know our listeners want to support. Well, yeah. And I think our listeners are, you know, a lot of women that are, um, some are married, half are married, half are single, but you know, you're making your own money. You're, you're blazing your own trail. So too, when we say to you, Hey, buy this $50 ticket, buy this shirt, buy this piece of jewelry, whatever it is, you know, we want the people on the other end to also be like, Hey, they're grateful, like sharing their story. And not all, every client is like that. Which we found. And clearly, some of the clients out there feel that we're not like that. So you know what? Fine. We're moving on. We're not polished enough. Were you offended by that? Well, not really. I mean, I'm learning to take, you know, build a thicker skin. Definitely. And especially, just know your brand. And if it doesn't align with it, then there's really no, no harm done. I mean... Polish this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, kidding, kidding, kidding. Totally kidding. Uh, no, we just know our brand now and I think we're really defining our brand and we're getting a sense of ourselves and yeah. you've kind of known your brand for a long time, but I think we've just been shut down by so many different media sites and, oh, you're, you're too this, you're not enough this, which is like, it, it's disheartening, but I think you just have to blaze your own trail. I do. And I think it, I really feel like it is when you're in the entertainment business and it's so, it's so funny. I always joke about this, but in a way it's, you know, when I first got hired at hot 99.5, like after I got hired, the motto there was like, congrats. No, it's not show friends. It's show business. Yes. And you know, in a way it was like, oh, that's such a shitty motto, but then it's also very true. And it's like in entertainment, people just, you're going to really cast a wide, you're going to knock on a, a million doors. It's like Lady Gaga, a hundred no's. 
until Bradley Cooper says yes. Okay. So there it is. Bradley Cooper will probably meet us and he'll be like, yes. I loved it. You two are just the right amount of polish. I'm like, just like Irina? Yeah. Well, you left her, so. (laughs) She's still doing A-OK. Anyway, I'd love to know what your thoughts are. You guys are really good. You always hit us up on Twitter at HeyFrage. Just a reminder, too, we we now have the HeyFrage show or just HeyFrage Instagram. So that's going to be a lot more of AJ's life, my life, what's happening behind the scenes, um, peeling back the curtain, memes, videos, fun things on the street. Um, And then now I just launched my own just personal Sarah HeyFrage Instagram page. So then I can just post, like, more pictures of Dan and me and mindful eating which i love so definitely follow that and then follow sarah hey phrase sarah hey phrase and then of course hey phrase you'll see everybody collectively as a show and all the content and material that we put out so there you go there you go what's your um what's your why so as people get to know this show you know we get new subscribers on instagram the why or instagram and on youtube the big question is why are we doing what we're doing and and you know what why should people follow us and what do they get by following us so like when we were at this event last night and a shout out to our friend deborah alfarone who we love who used to be on channel nine right she was a reporter then uh then anchor um, yeah you're really friends you you kind of knew her first yeah, because I was her production assistant, and she was kind of the really only anchor that paid attention. Well, I wouldn't say only anchor, but she really paid attention to the production assistants and the little people and the younger crowd because she always wanted to know what you know. What do you want to do? She was the first person to ask me, "Really, Andrea, what is it that you want to do?" And I was like, "Who, who, me?" You know, I was just scrolling the teleprompter, doing my little job. And uh, when you find out her story and you peel back her curtain, oh, yeah. she has an amazing story. And so I kind of befriended her. And I just kept um, in touch with her forever. And now she's an entrepreneur, started her own business. Yep. We went to go support her yesterday. And I love watching her do her thing. And it makes so much sense now that she's doing what she's doing. Yes. Because as an anchor, of course, like that was one of her dreams. She reported. She was an anchor. But she worked on Wall Street. And she was a high school dropout. So I think she's really doing what her calling is now, which is coaching other people and yeah, and helping you find your why, and then, of right. course, really getting people on TV. So we went to her event last night, and it was so sweet. You know, there was a lot of people there, and I loved hearing people's answers, you know, why they don't pitch themselves on TV, why right. they're afraid to go on TV, why they're afraid to do an Instagram Live. Most people were saying um, they, you know, they were worried about what they would say. You know, they would say something wrong. Right, like, or like, why do people care? Why do people care? Super nervous. Um, But then she wanted to know, she had a worksheet, and she wanted to know why we're doing what we're doing. So why are we doing this show? Why are we doing what we're doing, do you think? Uh, Well, our main mantra is to entertain and inspire you to follow what you're doing what you're passionate about we want to make you laugh while all while all doing that yeah um and then I kind of went into like deeper what I want to like why I do what I do I've always been more of the class clown kind of person yeah and if I dug really really deep it's because my mom has always suffered from a mild form of depression yeah you know she's like hot she's cold and she's never really done any treatments for it because she's very religious and she believes that that's her way of being of getting out of the sadness is just you know praying and being spiritual and I've always been that happy vice for her almost and yeah ever since I was little I noticed that she would be like you're the only reason you're like one of the main reasons why I'm happy and that internalized in me since I was little and I every time I'm home I have to make her laugh or I have to get a laugh from her and I, I can I think honestly like 
That's so good. And she Isn't really that loves that from you. Like, she's the first person. She's like, oh, Andrea can do an impression of anybody. It's so good. And she, like, she's loves. She's my biggest fan. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and you know, I, I'm also an impersonator. And uh, that came, my, you know, from being a child. My dad is a huge impression artist. Like, he can do so Your many daddy's? accents. Your daddy's? I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Yeah. And most of the time, we're competing at the dinner table. Benito can do what? Yes. What is Benito, who is your dad? What's his best impression? His most famous is uh, a, he does a lot of accents. And whenever we would go to get Indian food, and this gets a little, you know, on the line. But back then, when I was like eight years old or seven, like no one really, it wasn't like racial <laughs> wasn't or anything. It wasn't offensive then. It wasn't yeah. offensive, right. When telemarketers call, he loves to talk back to them in their accents. Like, and from a, as a child, I just would see that and I would try. And now we can peer Here come each the other. tweets. Here come the tweets. I know. What what accent are you doing? No, but uh, he's he's of Mexican descent. He was born here, but he grew up with an entire Mexican family. So he does like a Hispanic accent. He can do Dominican, New Yorker. He does all of it. So that mixed with my mom's need for happiness and laughter. Yeah. Well, you, you, you roll it into a smoothie and you got me. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. And I ultimately, whatever, I feel like when people do impressions of me, I mean, it's the ultimate form of flattery, really. <laughs> yes, it is. I think. But, you know, I'm kind of a narcissist. So I'm like, oh, fabulous. They've spent some time perfecting my accent. Okay, terrific. Tag me. <laughs> Tag me at it. Sarah goes like this a lot. And let me say this. You know what, Each? Let me ask you this. And that's literally where it stops with Sarah. I've got to get some other lines. Those are the ones we Suck know. Suck on this, yeah. bitch. Suck on this. <laughs> That's Eat it. my dick. Eat my dick. We're polished. Fuck off. Oh, fuck all the way off with that. Fuck all <laughs> the way off. Now I just get a New York accent too, people. I think that's funny sometimes when people I'm come done. up to us now and they're like, are you guys from New Jersey? No. Lit- we get that we now. We get that a lot. We get that a lot now. Isn't I'm like, that so funny? No, we're not. Y- y- you guys are two friends from New York? You guys from no. New Jersey? No. No, we're not. <laughs> we play one on TV. We, we're from Arlington. <laughs> A-Town, the fucking whitest, blandest suburb of Washington, D.C. Yeah. Where are you heading out oh, tonight? Man. Just going for a mark. Just one. I love that why. That's a really good why. Well, that's like really digging deep. Um, And then I've always, I loved... I love laughter. Like, if I want to be known as a funny girl, I don't really care about being known as the pretty girl or I want to be known as funny and nice and caring. That's well, really it. and you know what was great about Deborah saying is she's like, you save lives. So when you truly live your calling, you don't realize it, but she's like, the show that you guys are doing, there are people tuning in. They're having the worst day of their lives. They're turning on your podcast and you being funny and just being entertaining and being empowering is just, it's saving their life because that's what they need. And when she said that, I was like, oh my God, for me, that was like, that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that's why I love like discovering you and now having a friendship with you and with Paul and with Danny. Because when I first started on the Kane show, that was the magic of it. Like Kane and Sammy and Eric and I were all, um, you know, we just had this amazing chemistry and people would just literally call us and they would cry or they would send us the most beautiful messages. And they'd be like, look, I'm having the, my mom is dying. Like I'm having the worst time. And I tune into your show every single morning and like I escape for two hours. And that's what I want to provide is like this, just like, and not only that, but for women, I feel like I can't stand like we're hearing it all the time from brands oh you're too much or too this and I just want to have this brand like on Instagram and this show when people tune in and they're like Lady Gaga are you guys fucking crazy or is this brilliant (laughs) you know what I mean and and be unfiltered and that's what and I think if I always channel Joan Rivers because that's what Joan did Joan was was 
outcasted in Hollywood. You know, when she crossed Johnny Carson, that mm-hmm. was it. She was blacklisted. But Joan every day got up. She and that manager would call everybody. She'd do little clubs. She'd do carnivals. She'd do whatever. Oh, and she did. She did. And she did cruise ships. But was Joan was such an icon. And I think of how entertaining and empowering. That literally, I got emotional when Deborah was talking Me about too. how it changes it saves people's lives. lives. You have no idea who you're affecting, but if you just get out there and have a positive attitude, I mean, her story about the person that called and said, like, hey, you don't do the, your Facebook lives anymore. And it was just a really good example about how she actually yeah. provided a friendship for that person just over social media. And I think, too, you know, I loved the saving lives, and that's for anybody. And it's for anyone. It's if you own a bakery, if you make bread. You that's know, so true. You, you think sometimes we get in the monotony of, oh, I'm just making bread. But, you know, for somebody coming to your store, coming to see you, that is their their highlight that is changing their day and it's so simple we just don't we get caught up in the likes and you know what we look like and all that stuff could not have said better myself i loved it so anyway that's the why so if you're tuning in that's the why why are we doing this we want to entertain you and empower you and i feel like i want people to come and escape for an hour when they listen to us and you know hopefully you're empowered to to follow your passion because it's really hard to follow your dream I definitely feel that. I mean, yeah. did, you ever, did you ever feel that you went into a, a certain career path? I tried so many in the entertainment business until I kind of found my niche. Yes. Yes. And that that, that goes along with any kind of career. It's well, what do you love? For us, right? I learned that lesson this past fall of like pitching the show back to 107.3, which oh, of course now exactly. is sold. And now it's like Christian rock. Every time Kay loved, into the room she loving morning. it. She's like, you know. What new channel is that? That 1073. 107.3. I'm like, you know what's funny is uh Kayla. We Jesus were, love. At one point we were trying to pitch ourselves to that station. <laughs> Which isn't isn't the irony? Is now they're literally like, Lord, <laughs> Lord, lift us up. And we were on there on night going like, all right, so if you've given four blowjobs in one night, are you considered a slut? 80727 1073. Call us in. So like we I think of how we don't fit anymore in radio. We don't fit anymore in radio. Radio is a safe, radio is so safe, we don't fit. And that was me trying to put our star into a square box. Oh, look at you. I like that metaphor. We are. You're, you're literally star shaped. We don't fit. Trying right. to fit in a box that doesn't, they don't, no. It doesn't they work. sold to God. Okay, can you imagine us doing like a religious thing? I don't know. Sometimes people like quote the Bible, they're like Corinthians. One seven. They don't actually know what verse it is. They have no idea. (laughs) I'm actually thinking to myself, where do I even find that verse? Like, is that the book at the Catholic Church, like in the back of the pew? Like, what? I mean, if you had a gun to my head and you were like, find it, Corinthians, your ass would find it. I'd be so lost. Pages, you would find it. Completely lost. No, you would find it. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah, that was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, 
anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Um, all right. We have lots of stories that we want to get to. We have a great pineapple mail of somebody that reached out to you. And essentially, what's the what's the premise? We won't get into the details because we'll wait till the end of the show. But what is the premise of today's pineapple mail? It's relationship oriented. Okay. And they've they they're in a long term relationship, and one of them had a little slip up. Not all the way, but they kind of just wrote to us to to ask, is that considered cheating? Should they tell their partner? Oh, I love this. Okay. So I don't know. And, so and, so didn't have sex with another person, but basically made out with somebody or something? Well, yeah. You said don't give me the details oh, yet. Oh, so, oh sorry. Oh. So this is oh. what happened. They didn't use a condom. No. So yeah, I mean, she, she had a little falling out and she said, uh, yeah, I didn't have sex. Got very close to it. And is it cheating or not? Ooh, do, do you, you have tell? to tell the person if it's just a make out sesh? And it was a super emotional time in her life. And what? Yeah. I, I have thoughts. I'm, All right. I'll share those. How do you feel <laughs> about this guy who's 31 years old? Did you see this? 31 years old. Claims he's dying from a mystery illness, which he doesn't disclose online. So this was a big online discussion. Um, he is married. And he says, should I tell my wife I'm dying? Um, and he says he doesn't have the heart to do it. Uh, he says that he has just 12 months to live. And instead, he wants to take her on a holiday so they can spend time together. He can work remotely from his job. Uh, this was a Daily Mail story. Um, and it's an anonymous husband. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but the story is getting a lot of discussion because people are wondering. Um, and he says that, of course, like most men, I've been predicted to live until 50, 60-ish with the condition that I have. I've been dealing with a medical condition that requires constant medication, the user said. Um, however, a recent complication has cut down that time to 12 months, six months um, if it's early. I'm married for four years, no kids. I haven't had the heart to tell my wife the news. I don't even know how. Uh, the man goes on to reveal that he, his controversial idea about how to tackle the final final months of his life. I've been saying, uh, saving up to go, on a gra- to go to graduate school. However, I don't see that happening at this point. So I want to take my wife to Australia. She could get a leave of absence. Then we could spend the time together and I would tell her when we came back after two months together. What do you think? Okay. I have, I'm going to choose my words carefully. 
Now, your wife knew that you were only life expectancy to 50 or 60 years old. But you have to tell her. It have is your to. wife. You need to have a sit down with her. Give her a glass of wine. Give her a massage. And I know this is really hard for you, but you are being so selfish if you keep this information from your wife. People have mixed reviews, though. Online no. people were saying, please tell her. My mom hid her cancer from us Ugh. and my family. We eventually found out and she spent her last month in a hospital while her children and husband were so confused. Oh, my God. God. Other people are siding with him, um, saying, look, you know what's best uh, for your wife. He knows her well enough to know that if he breaks the news now, the last 12 months will be prolonged experience where he has to nurse through his SO, his significant other while his final days are up. Basically, like, getting her through it, too. Well, okay, that's life. That is life. And while I Hello? understand that, what do you think she's going to feel like when your autopsy or your reports come back and says, actually, he actually knew all of this? I feel like you can never be deceptive to people. You just have to... because. You Gotta Here's tell the thing, them. and I and I always we we're always told this in therapy is the other person can handle it. You know what I mean? Because as an adult, you need to also be responsible for your own actions and feelings, and that is life. Like life is, we're here. We don't know what the next step is, or you go to heaven or hell, whatever you believe. You have to also have enough respect for your wife to know that she can handle it. And you two should solve the the, yes. the sadness together. Yes. I think she would respect you so much more if you actually just disclose the information. I don't know. You can't keep that secret. You cannot keep that secret. Like, why I'm are we going to Australia? Like, why am I taking a leave of absence? I know. I'm not even on the fence about this one. Like, I think it's so selfish when people do that. And I know they're doing it to try to protect their loved ones, but you do them a disservice because you really, it almost comes off as you're lying. And you really, I think, say to them that they don't have the emotional capacity to handle it. It's a tough one. I really hope he tells her, and I really hope they still go on the vacation. Me too. I, I, that'd be really hard. Really hard. All right, so how about this? How would you feel about this if some writer wanted to follow around your sex life for 10 years? Like, peel back the curtain, AJ on the mic, like your sexual desires, Iggy's. Like, Iggy doesn't have to be on. You could use an anonymous name, but she wants all of it. Your fantasies, what you do, if you cheat, if you don't cheat. What do you think? I would totally they, sign up for this. What do you want to know? They would fire me in two seconds. Why? Because you're not doing it? No, I'm working all the time. I literally have the, like, I'm always tired at 11 p.m. I don't live with him. And we, it's like, but well, you heard think the about live show. Where do you think you're going to be in 10 years? What do you think you'll be doing? I mean, 10 well, years. You could true. be having sex with like, who knows what you'll be doing. You could be doing the whole cast of SNL and Lauren Michaels. You're right. The things, tables could be turning. But how, how is she going to follow you around for 10 years? What, are you just supposed to stay friends with her and she just follows you around the country? All right. This writer followed women for three, three women, their sex lives, for nearly a decade. And the result is a compelling portrait of desire. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, so apparently, uh, Tadio is her name. Uh, she drove across the U.S. six times in eight years to interview the, her three sources, none of whom put up their real names. Um, the debut book, which is coming out later this month, called Three Women, journalist Lisa Taddeo offers another in, um, or perspective of these three women. She says it's a battle cry and a lullaby and a lyric disposition of three women, sex, desires, and so much more. She says that the three women talk about one of them is with a man uh, who's she's been married to for many many years who ended up enjoying watching his wife have sex with other men and women would you ever be down um that would make me yeah. a little nervous does he ever get involved or no he just watches from afar he just watches okay yes 
She went and saw Lena in Indiana. These are not the women's names. Maggie in North Dakota and Sloan in Rhode Island. Okay. Um, she effectively lived through them, recording all of their sexual secrets, hopes, fears, and ultimately origin of those fears, which in all three cases provided exceptional plot jolts. Um, her observations were limitless, according to this is a Times article. Um, she talks about Toledo uses their experiences to raise many questions that aren't at least in the abstract, confined by sexual identity, ethnicity, and socioeconomic status. This will be really fascinating. Uh, one of the women ends up having a spouse that will not kiss her on the lips, ends up having an affair with an old sweetheart because of it. Or what about when you have a privileged life and an inviolable marriage and your partner likes to watch you have sex with other men, women, and sometimes both? These were her subjects. Well, that's First right on all, par with you. You'd be like, yes. Although you love Schman, but you would not say no to another good digging. That's the truth. That's the truth. I really hope we get to the point. Like, I, I really hope we get to the point that we could have sex with other people. But see, but here's I would the want thing. to involve him in it. You know what I mean? Like, I would want my man yeah, to be involved. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, uh, and I mean, I don't know. Right now, I mean, Schman is so monogamous. <laughs> it's like, I mean, he, you know, swans made for swan. life. He's I mean, honestly, that fucking swan. I can't lose him. You know, I mean, you can't. he is literally following me all around the pond. And it's like, all right, dude, let's just like, how about we just like see what other swans are up to? Okay. Let's just see what they do for fun. Let's just see what they do for fun. Do you, but here's the thing is like the way these women started out, they didn't start out like this. It's just like over the eight years, one spouse decided they weren't going to make out anymore. So then she ends up having an affair. What are we going to do in 10 years? We come back. How many, how do you think our sex lives will have changed? Honestly, it gives you a good look back at, you know, do you ever journal? Yes. I love journaling. And it's so amazing to go back and read on like vacations. You're like, oh, like look back at this time. And can you imagine I would have never even thought to journal my sex life? I'm going to start journaling that. Doing just your sex journal? Right now, terrific dick. And then in two years, the dick is dried up. The dick is dried up. We now then, have a child. The child sleeps I, in the bed with us. It's so terrible. And then sometimes I find my old grandmother's diaries and it's amazing to read. What if your granddaughter opened up a sex journal and was like tonight's dick was pulsing and like imagine if they found that shit though what what, what did your grandmother write in her diary that's oh amazing oh my god went to the federal credit union today they, all, they always <laughs> wrote in cursive they always wrote in cursive wonderful day down by georgetown grab some tea with friends it was a, a not, not a frightful okay so there was, was no a, dick there was absolutely no dick. <laughs> Went to the and we used to have a tenant in the house. Like my, we live in a huge DC townhouse, Went and we always have had a tenant in the basement in the in the for, um. Oh yeah, top sure. Floor. Yeah, you guys got big old. We row no home. longer have uh, tenants, but we had one that when I was a kid, and she lived in a room. She was just this young girl, and like friends with my parents. Um, we opened up her journal. We still have it. It is fucking hysterical. The way she describes men. Oh my god, she was the horniest. 24 year old i've ever read about in my life the way she would describe them she'd be like fuck the lopez's because like they didn't cook dinner tonight but literally i'm going to see fabio so i don't even care i can't wait for his pulsing dick to be inside of me you read this shit you're like mom who was this woman did you guys ever try to send it back to her oh hell no it's years later we just found it in a closet like last year you oh my god please bring it bring in, it in and guys, read it on the show you guys it is this hilarious. is amazing plot twist it what is hilarious girl? yeah oh my god you should listen to her read about it. i mean uh the things that she we would read it as a family just for fun until it got too dirty and then my mom would be like close the book 
Oh my God. We have got to read this. We're going to read a passage every we try week to, from this chick and like, yeah. like really find her. That's amazing. We should try to find her. She was kind of a bitch apparently. Oh my God. Uh, she's living the life know. now. She needs that journal. We got to see how much of that pulsating dick she got. <laughs> but it's funny because it, she how has the same. Epic. She has the same dating issues that girls are having nowadays. Like, ugh, he didn't call me back. But I know it's really hard. History like, just repeats itself. It's it all does. the same shit. I mean, people are like, men are not open. Like, right. men are less open today. Really? Let's circle back to 1944. They weren't doing shit then either. You know? Exactly. The times don't change. Times don't change, folks. What's the deal with this couple in North Carolina that paid $25,000 to replicate their cat? Oh, Lord. So this newlywed couple, when they first got married, they got a cat together. Loved the cat. Amazing cat. It grew with them. Now, 19 years down the road, the cat was like almost on the uh, verge of death. You know, it's 19 sure. years old. Yeah, it's what had it. Cat years. It's had it. <laughs> it's at its wit end. So, um... <laughs> They decided to clone their cat, and it goes for $25,000, thirty-five or maybe fifty if you want to clone your dog. Okay. Dog's a little bit more difficult, I, I, I'm, I'm getting. But uh, they decided to clone their cat. It okay. looks exactly like the same cat, but it's not the same cat. Okay. It's just a carbon copy. Then six months later, their original cat dies, but they're fine because they've got the new cloned cat. I can't imagine doing this, like cloning an animal. Well, you hate animals anyway, so like <laughs> you wouldn't be cloning a hamster. Hell no. Hell People are, things no. are here for a while. You have to enjoy them while they're here. Plus, like you never get the same cat back as far as their disposition. That's what I was going to say. They can't clone your brain. No, and over the years, we've had many dogs and cats, and some of them are like humans. I mean, they really are. But still, you have to enjoy them and remember their memories and move on. Their original cat's name was Cinnabon, and it uh, died. Cinnabon. <laughs> So now they have Cinnabon 2. Uh, if you guys ever want to clone your pet, you can search Via Gen Pets online. And uh, they will clone your animal. But I think the prices have now since gone up from the 25000 That is crazy. But you know what? Then I was thinking maybe it's like a sign of their love. Like, oh, the cat grew up with them in their marriage. They got the cat together right when they got married. And, and they don't want that to die. Because, like, what if the cat was, like, a huge part of their relationship? Like, they had petting hours. and So they had to clone this cat in order to feel whole as a couple you know well again um (laughs) you need more therapy okay how about this five i know i don't want i don't want to be like singling you out on the show but here is a list of unprofessional habits that annoy everyone you work with i wanted to see if you do any of these or if i do any of these well probably the number one one, showing up late late. okay you know what you've gotten well you've gotten so much better though you've gotten really better you know i used to show up 30 minutes late and now i've kind of toned it down to maybe like 10 minutes to five minutes and i never here's my problem i never factor in parking uh getting inside the building you know i never factor in those extra things it's just like few things but i think you're getting better it doesn't really annoy me because you know no it does sarah is the no, biggest because stickler here's for time. The deal. you're always on time enough like all right sure we we say we're gonna have a show meeting at 9 30 a.m or 10 30 <laughs> okay yeah you're 15 minutes late for that but the reality is the show doesn't go live until 12 30 so you're always there for that what would drive me bullshit is if you knew that the live showtime was 12 30 and then you were rolling it at 12 45 Oh, that, no, that wouldn't happen. That would be too much for me. Uh, they also say eating particularly smelly items at your desk drives everyone nuts. These are unprofessional things. Reheated mm. fish, hard-boiled eggs, Brussels sprouts, raw onions, garlic, tuna salad, stinky cheese. People hate me for that. 
Um, uh, being negative all the time. Oh my God. I, I'm struggling with this one. Cause I have some friends. They're not even work people, but they're so negative all the time. Or we like a little gossip, but I'm also getting to the point. Like, I don't want to gossip anymore. I don't care. You know what I mean? We're on a mission to do something bigger for our audience. I don't want to talk about other people anymore. Very true. Or the other thing is distracting other people. Like I do this too, and I need to work on it, but showing me a, a social media video or an Instagram, I'm, I'm just like, no, no, no. We don't have time for that. I totally agree with you. How about this disrupting um, or disturbing people? Sorry, being distracted during meetings. So like you're playing on your phone, you're like writing something and then someone in the meeting has a question and you don't know what to, you're like, "Mm, could you repeat that? Like they they hate the distracted person in a meeting. Yes, I definitely see that. Just pay attention, guys. God, we all have this coworker too. Although I have a short attention span. Acting like you know everything. I don't feel like our team right now. No one's like that though, which is awesome. we don't know a damn thing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I've never been one to be a know-it-all. In fact, I'll dumb myself down to make sure no one thinks I'm a know-it-all. Bragging to your coworkers was also on the list. You know a lot of braggers, office braggers? Do we know office braggers, Sarah? Um, I Mm. think we do. Sweetie. (laughs) Sweetie. No, no. You know what it is? It's a humble brag. It's like, ah. Yes, that's true. Humble brag. You're right. I have to drive all the way to New York, stop for a night, have exhausted, and then the next day drive to the Hamptons. That's true. I do know a, hum- a lot of humble braggers. And I think we're in the, you know, we're so in the era right now of fake it till you make it. So everyone wants to come in like they know it all, like they're so successful. Shit, you aren't successful. You're sitting here in an office cubicle with us. <laughs> all right? Fuck yourself. Oh, everybody has a different uh, idea of success, but... Everybody. Yeah. Now, we love you, Paul, by the way. <sighs> we always do. Uh, everything <laughs> that's happened in pop culture news, we call it popping on the show. Andy Cohen has revealed why Housewives stars get the boot from the show. Any guesses why you think um, people get booted from Real Housewives franchise? They're a snooze and a bore. I mean, you've got to bring the drums. He says when, I thought this was great, he did an interview with Paper Magazine last week, and Cohen said that the women get the boot when they become a turnoff to viewers for whatever reason. They appear too fake, they're not interesting, they're not entertaining any longer. I mean, I totally see that. Um, Who's bringing the drama? Who is, if, yeah, if you're a showboat, if you're boring, if you're not willing to flip tables over like Teresa Dugice, DJ. Teresa Judice. Judice. Then you're boring. If you don't have enough like bad stuff going on in your life. Man, talk about, I know for her. He says the people that straddle the line the best are Vicki Gunvalson, uh, Bethany Frankel. I like Bethany. I loved Bethany when she first started. I'm not sure if I love her now. Because that was like before, well, she's always been successful, but that was before the big bucks, right? And then she yes. like, capitalized on everything. And now we're like, She okay. was so real. She was so, so real. Um, he also says NeNe Leakes uh, hits the bullseye. Vicky Gunvalson, as I mentioned, and Bethany Frankel. Lisa Vanderpump is leaving. You don't really watch Housewives, but I'm trying to think of what, who a housewife is right now that I feel like I could do without. Um, I think Gina on Real Housewives of Orange County I could do without. I'm, trying I'm not to a huge Gina fan. I- now I want Megan Edmonds, Megan King Edmonds back. Because her husband just cheated on her. He was the, ba- the baseball player. No. Yeah. 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 Who's the one and that we just did a story on? Um, She's blonde. I think it was. Um, I think it's Megan King Edmonds. Her husband was cheating on her when she was giving birth to their twins. Like he was sexting that other woman. Yep. 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 That's I want her back. Up. Yep. Yeah. There's so many. Real Housewives of Potomac. Love them. They, unfortunately, Sharice had to go because she wasn't that interesting. That's crazy. How far in do they, can they get the boot? Like six months in or like whenever they feel. Whenever they, Bravo is like, you're I, done. Season by season. I think it's like season by season. 
and they just don't come back. It's they not like they just don't kill come off back. the character. They're just like, yeah, just they got so. the boot. Um, Tony Braxton's niece, Lauren Braxton, who is from Maryland, the cause of death has been revealed. Very, very sad. It's so, drug addiction is just, it's so difficult. And for me, it's always like, the lowest depth of misery and I don't know how people get I mean I do know how because addiction is very tough but she died of a heroin overdose and fentanyl in her system um Ugh. Michael Conrad Braxton Jr. Lauren was the daughter of Michael and the niece of Tony Braxton passed away in late April of 2019 at the age of just 24. The medical examiner this week in Maryland tells E! News that the autopsy has been completed and the cause of death is heroin overdose and fentanyl intoxication. The manner is undetermined. So sad. Big uh, debate on the Braxton family, too, as um, some of the aunts did not show up for the funeral because they said it was too much. Tamar, especially. Tamar was the one that really didn't show up. They just didn't show up because they were over-emotional. Tamar Braxton said she couldn't show up. She just apparently couldn't handle it, according to a source. Wow. Yeah. According to the incident report obtained by E! News in April, Lauren was found laying in the kitchen floor by a witness who had been talking with her approximately 10 minutes earlier after the witness cited in the report realized that Lauren was unresponsive and was it was not a prank called 911. When they got there, they could not resuscitate. She's so pretty, too. What Such a tragic. Oh, God, that is heartbreaking. Did uh, she have any history? Like, what was the history behind it? I don't know because you know, I guess, I, I guess Michael. I don't really watch uh, Braxton Family Values. I did like the first couple of seasons. I just haven't really caught up. So I think he was on a couple of the seasons, but not as much as the sisters. Right. So, yeah, very, very sad. Very sad. Um, you also had Dr. Ruth tweeting out that essentially, how many, how many days are we into um the year? And she was basically issuing in a warning. Yeah, you guys know we love Dr. Ruth on the show. I love her. I watched that documentary, You Have To, which I think is on Hulu. It's her life is remarkable. Oh, uh, she recently put out a tweet. Today is the 176th day of the year. I'm not saying that you should have had sex 176 times, but if you're still at zero in 2019, maybe you ought to be trying harder. I love it. I love but, it. But you know, there are people listening and watching this show that haven't had sex this year. That's tough. Like, you got to get out there and get at it. Now, droughts will happen, and that's okay. That's true. I've been in a drought. Me too, four years. For- I didn't have sex at all when I was in college. Like, I did other things, but nobody would have sex with me. It was really awful. Actually, I was in a bad yeah. place. Well, Four years. I was a late bloomer. So I really didn't have sex a lot either. It was actually, sad. at all. It was sad. But then you found your place right after college. You got oh. into that. I got it. <laughs> I made up for it. I'm making up you for lost time, everybody. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to get out there. But, you know, don't go around sleeping with everybody. We're not, we're not telling you to do that. Uh, but, you know, if you happen to find somebody, well... Have yeah, a good time. Get at it. Get at it. Any surprise to you that, you know, I meant to talk about this a couple of weeks ago, but Ashley Darby and Michael Darby from Real Housewives of Potomac, their restaurant Oz is closing, which was a big plot line for the first couple seasons of Real Housewives. And did you ever go there, by the way? I never went there. Yeah, I did. Actually, the food was pretty good. I think they started out maybe turning people off because initially they served kangaroo meat. Kangaroo meat. Yeah, they were like, and that in uh, I emu. I think good. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I would try emu. I'd definitely be down to try kangaroo. Maybe like some uh, beef jerk. No thanks. You know where I still need to go is Juliana Rancic's um, restaurant. Oh, RPM. We RPM. gotta go. RPM Italian's amazing. Well, I, I love Italian. I think the cuisine was just too out there at Oz. The kangaroo. But I think like when they what? started, it was too much. You know, <laughs> people like kangaroo. But the thing about being in a city is the diversity of foods. Like you yeah. can go anywhere. You can get. You know what's huge in DC is Ethiopian. 
Oh my God, the Huge. Ethiopian food is so amazing. Oh, and I'm yeah. hungry for that. Me too. Um, also, last poppin' story. You said that the woman, um, the what is the Versailles? I saw that documentary too. Queen of Versailles, Jackie. Yes, Siegel. their daughter died of a drug overdose too, and now she's drug testing all her kids. You think that's extreme parenting? They're they're calling it extreme parenting, but I I don't think that. I think she's making up for lost times of not being as aware present. and present. Even though, the, if you watch, you guys should watch the Queen of Versailles. It, the docu is insane nuts i mean they like ran out of money supposedly they have enough money now they think they finished the house or something it's crazy he, mr seagal is known as the timeshare king yes. of the world yes so he made all his money in timeshare so he was out to make the biggest house in america yep pictured after the the palace of versailles and uh but in the midst of it they had to like shut it all down but the docu was all about building this palace and they have like a million kids together and of course she's way younger than him but you know she saw the money and she was like let's do this i can't believe they've stayed together but they have like nine kids they've stayed together insane he's 84 uh their 18 year old daughter victoria overdosed on methadone and antidepressants on june 6th um now this was back in 2015 but they're now opening up a whole what is it called it's like the victoria foundation yeah um to you know to make more aware and so for the rest of their kids she's staying very present and she's drug testing all of them to make sure and they said that you know she found her daughter's journal speaking of journals and diaries she found her and it was all in there you know like i'm depressed i don't feel like my family's present enough and she talked about um you know cutting herself eating disorders wow and they kind of just didn't weren't really aware of the signs do you feel like maybe just talking to your kids instead of drug testing them would like help that you know what i'm saying i definitely think that because i always wonder when i when i hear about these kids now they were in a wedding in utah and this girl's was staying with her boyfriend for like their year anniversary and he was a heroin addict that she met in rehab now i don't know if i would let my daughter stay she just got out of rehab herself so many families deal with that so many and so jackie the mom was basically saying i didn't want her to be upset going to this wedding in utah so i let her stay home and they come home and she's on the floor you know unresponsive so it's at some point it's like what do you how do you prevent that but then i think well my family i mean they're in my asshole 24 7 so they'd be drug testing you i'm surprised they don't now because they literally see me 20 when i'm home like hey how you doing Oh, yeah, they're, they like they're not, on your ass. They're calling you all the time. I mean, my mom would sleep with me if, if I told her, like, get out of my room. I need some privacy. Oh, God. But I'm planning, you Carol. know. Carol. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I think just being super present and knowing what's going on in your kid's life. Yeah, it's, it's key. When they're sad, when they're happy, what are their highs and lows of their days? You know, and I know that's a lot when you're, you know, running an entire timeshare empire. So and the kids were, if you watch the documentary, there's like oh, yeah. 15 nannies running around. Like, what's for dinner? The nannies are, like, cooking some brew and pot. Yeah, and it and takes, like, 20 minutes to walk from one side of the house to the other. Literally. Literally. They had, like, lizards and crocodiles and a whole zoo in their house. Oh, my God. It was insane. I know. She's crazy. I do remember that documentary. It was nuts. Rest in peace to their daughter, Victoria. Um, they do have a foundation in honor of it that helping I don't know. And it's, that one's hard to judge because I don't know what I would do in that position. It seems to me if you were having open conversations with your kids, you wouldn't have to. But but sometimes, honestly, know. it's the pressure. Your yeah. parents are such high-profile people. And if you don't think you live up to that, I mean, it's a lot of pressure on these kids. And they were pushed into the spotlight and... Um, it's hard. Last thing, pineapple mail. That's yes. all people's feedbacks, questions, um, advice that they need from from us. You can hit us up, Sarah at HeyFrage.com or AJ on the mic on Instagram at HeyFrage. Leave us a message. However you like to communicate is cool with us. So what's the question today? I, this is fascinating. 
So I got a question that was about a girl who's been dating a guy for a year and a half. She says they are in a loving relationship, but she went away for a work trip. Ended up being, you know, and she's never thought about cheating. She's not, a, this is her, her words. I'm not a cheater. Right. I, I don't condone that. I think it should end a relationship if you end up cheating. But she says she was away for such a long time. Yep. And things kind of unraveled. She was still talking to her then boyfriend. And she, well, they're still together. But she's, she came to us to ask what she should do. She ended up making out with this new guy she met while a while away at work. Like a handshake. <laughs> okay, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> They, so far, they up, what else? They ended up having a deep conversation. She said okay. they, they connected on a lot of levels. She ended up going back with him. They made out. He wanted to have sex. She refused. Uh, there was probably a little bit more foreplay in there, but she says she refused the sex, and she says she walked out of there never to talk to him again. She went home, acted completely normal. Is this considered cheating? No. We need y'all Please, help. give me they, a they've break. They've been together a year and a half. They haven't even talked about marriage. But like she this sounds feel like Dan's bachelorette party. Okay. I mean, her bachelor party. Please, I mean, give me a break. Honestly, Cinnamon was on his Cinnamon. lap, making out, giving him a hard on three or four times. Cinnamon giving him Cinnabon. a hand job. Whatever. I have to believe, right, that all guys have some sort of. Even if I'm, I'm sure guys have sex on of their bachelor course. parties. Okay, this is a really tough one. First of all, I don't know. I look as someone who has uh, cheated on some. You know, I, yeah, I've been cheated on. <laughs> I've cheated on people. Um, I, I only tell if you really, like, if you're getting really serious with the relationship and it's really deep, like, you know what I mean? Like my indiscretions have been when I lived with someone, like it was hardcore, you know what I mean? And I had sex, so it's, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I just made out, but I didn't give you a break. It's a handshake. Are you guys engaged? Are these, uh, this couple engaged? They're not engaged a year. They've been in a year and a half. Sister, don't worry. And now she says, when is a good time to tell him if they continue the relationship or should she end it? Is this a sign that she's not really into him? Well, when I had my cheating indiscretion, I was saying to a coworker who has like six kids and oh. he's been with his wife for like 10 years. Incredible. He goes, it, I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling so guilty. I don't know, you know, and, and he and his wife and I was like saying, you know, yeah, I feel like I've cheated. And he's like, aren't we all cheating until we get married? I mean, really? He's like, aren't we all? I mean, isn't that everybody does that? It's like, that I wouldn't beat yourself up. really... <laughs> good point okay so so we should all just I be was like oh okay i mean i think there's a level of i you have to respect the person i think if you're out having sex with other people all and you guys are dating and this is happening every weekend you have to you always to respect the person to give them the grace and courtesy to go look i i'm having these urges i'm doing this right i, I want you to know so you can we can stay together and sort of see what happens or not i mean i think you can't do it all the time but I don't know. I mean, I think if you tell, you've got to be prepared that the relationship will end. Relationship is over. Yeah. That's, That's true. It's so hard. It's so hard. You've just got to know your person and see and what also, you think he would think. I think that people need to stop making monogamy like the be all end all. Like it, it's tough. Right. Like it's right. a long life. You you have I, I, this whole thing about soulmates. It's like most of us, I, a very small percentage of people, I think 5% of the population has a true soulmate. Lucky the, ducks. Lucky ducks. The rest of us, you meet yourself. You have a magical connection with people. You're out in life and all of a sudden, you know when you just meet somebody and you have chemistry with them. It's hard. I know. I you know. know. I've always thought, oh God, it would be so nice to have a soulmate. Like you watch The Notebook, the fictional movie, the fictional book, but it does sound nice. Sister, but honestly, it ain't but happening. it's so hard to find that perfect person for you. Totally. Totally. All right. Let us know. You guys weigh in. What do you think? You make out with somebody, you get finger banged. I mean, do you tell the significant other? Finger popped. Finger popped 
Oh, I like finger popped better. You get a finger pop. <laughs> now, do you tell? What do you do? Uh, you can always hit us up. Um, follow us on social media at HeyFrage, at AJ on the mic. It's um, at HeyFrage on Twitter, Sarah at HeyFrage.com. We love you guys. Bye, everybody.